Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's our number two of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. DT, do I have you? DT, are you Can with you me? Hear? <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, ma'am. Go. I can't wait to meet Ben and Kyle at the Monkey Bars at 3 o'clock today. Fight after school. Fight after school. Fight after school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how you did it, Telly? Fight after school. Ooh, fight after school. Somebody go get it. <laughs> and I guarantee you, based on I'm a tourist too, I'm going to win. Look, I just want to see video. Well, speaking of video, so you know you've started something. I just had to give this quick update. Yes, do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, so, yes. You know I want you know the we update too, baby. <laughs> well, well, and here's the thing. You know, we were talking about the lawsuit. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. We were talking about Freaknik. And again, if you have not heard, Hulu is releasing a documentary on Freak Nick. Now, here's the good news for me, Telly. <laughs> you found out you ain't in it. <laughs> I found out I'm not in it. You know why? Why? Because it's going to focus on the 1994 Freak Nick. I was a junior or, or senior in high school, and I was not going. <laughs> I did not attend Freak Nick in 94. However, <laughs> the release, as you mentioned, of the 1994 Freaknik, which would have been the 30th anniversary, has a lot of folks <laughs> that are in the prime of their careers now. So as we talked about, Telly, many of those 90s college students, I graduated from, well, I went to college from 94 and I went back and forth. I'm not, we'll talk about that in another show. But anywho... <laughs> If you went to school in the 90s, then that means you're now in your 40s and 50s, and you're probably in the prime of your career. (laughs) And so (laughs) a number of very prominent black professionals, especially the women, a number of prominent black professional women are planning to sue the streaming company Hulu and block the film's release. Because obviously, as we had talked about, there are some major concerns about what could potentially be exposed. And so they're filing a lawsuit in the Atlanta's federal court where Freak Nick took place against Hulu. They're saying that this lawsuit is coming from the fact that, which is fair, no one signed a media release. And that's what I was saying, like, how you going to put us out there and we haven't even so <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it, it's funny denise i <laughs> saw a, a a a picture of a video that had kanye west they said kanye west at freak dick so people are freaking out but i don't even try kyle you know i text you saturday in panic i text kyle y'all for information <laughs> 
question. I was in panic. I was like, it's already begun. They've got Kanye filming a woman and she was twerking and breaking down. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how she feels now? Oh my like God. Like 30 years later. But here's the deal. I got I saw this meme, and you're gonna get a kick out of this one. It says Girl, you done gained 87 pounds and a double chin since 1994. Ain't nobody going to recognize you on that Freak Nick documentary. Now go on and sit down somewhere. Your secret is safe. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Telly, we talked about that, too. Cause remember, I said, even if I were in the documentary, I don't, I don't think I'd be recognized because I don't look the same. That's a great point. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, you may be freaking out now if you're one of those people that have maintained <laughs> these past 30 years, then you might be worried. But, yeah, 30 years have passed. We all look different. Well, I just want to selfishly announce Truth Nation Fear not, DT will not be in the Freak Nick documentary. Don't. And here's what's even more. You know what? No. You, suck. you know what? But you know what? If this is what's even more interesting, and when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Guess who's producing the documentary? Who? Are you ready? I'm not. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait to see your face. This is even more reason why y'all should be either nervous or glad that you're not in the documentary. Uncle Luke. Man. Uncle I, Luke is producing. Look, <laughs> I was about to, like, that name just popped in my head, and I was like, no way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Doodoo Brown Uncle himself? Luke. Mr. Doodoo Brown, don't stop. Get it, get it. <laughs> he tweeted. <laughs> he tweeted that this is going to, there, here's, here's the documentary produced by Uncle Luke, y'all. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> The title of the documentary will be Freak Nick, The Wildest Party Never Told. Wow. But the Wildest Party Never Told. DT, and, but think of it this way. Yes. You, can, can we really hate on Uncle Luke? Just think about it. How much money did the Girls Gone Wild dude make? And the only thing he did was oh. just film people on spring break and going Let wild. Me- let me be clear. Number one, let me let me address both of your observations. I'm not mad at Uncle Luke for yeah. producing it. I'm just saying that if his creativity is applied <laughs> to the content, if, if his if his if his production is going to be uh, an extension of what we've experienced from his artistry, and I'm doing the air quotes, <laughs> Telly. A lot of these high high level corporate executives. Uh, including a politician. Actually, let me let me just break it down. The lawsuit includes a group of black women. One is an elected official, isn't a politician. Then there's three high level, and that means C-suite corporate executives and one judge. Yeah. And yeah. So, but once again, if if Stacey Abrams is twerking, there's no way you're going to be like, that looks like Stacey Abrams. Like, come on. Now, you know, now, you know, we live in a cancel culture. People are going to be looking at this documentary with a magnifying glass, looking for anything that resembles. Oh, wait a minute. Is that so-and-so? Oh, is that so-and-so? People are, that's the culture that we live in. So, yeah. Good point. Good point. I... Now, here's the thing. We still have time, people. If you're still if you're still nervous, 
The Freaknik documentary is scheduled to premiere on Hulu, not until 2024, with a possible mid-April release. Because again, this will be the 30th anniversary of Freaknik, because they're going to document and publish publicize the Freaknik in, in 1994. Wow. So that will be the 40th anniversary of the famed 1994 Freaknik celebration, which will be in a documentary produced by <laughs> Uncle Lou. And, and Denise, how often you get this much buzz about a documentary that is a year from now from being released? <laughs> like, Well, you know, you called it. You called it, yeah. Telly. We, we, when you called it out and it was breaking news last week, the first thing that you and I both agreed upon is that, that if you attended, you should be nervous. Yes. You yes, might be yes. in the document. Now, going back to your second observation, you had MTV Spring Break. You had Girls Gone Wild. We, we obviously know the demographic of Freak Nick. We know who attended. We know what it was made up of. And we are still in, we are still living in a society Society, where already the images that are portrayed of black women are very objective. Black women traditionally in the media are portrayed as either violent, angry, mad, violent, and sex objects. Sex objects, subservient roles. If you and remember, we talked about this. If you look at every Black woman that has won an Academy Award. Look at the roles that they played. Yeah. And so for these these five group of women that are black, one being a politician, three C-suite executives and one judge, they are saying we are not going to allow Hulu to continue to perpetuate the stereotypes that are associated with black women, as well as I got to protect me, too, as an individual, as someone who's a public figure. So I get it. Yeah. Well, if Uncle Lucas produced it, the only thing I could say God if you us. went in 1994, <laughs> you just better hope it doesn't look like a two live crew video. Don't stop. Don't like, cause stop. Like, because Mr. Doodoo Brown stop, himself. Don't stop, don't <laughs> Man, when I tell you, I was like on my knees thanking God because 1994. I was still in high school, so we good. I'm winning. Good luck for the rest of y'all. Sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. If, look, if you think you might be in this documentary, you need some support from Telly and I from a media standpoint. Hit us up on talk, the side. The talk, right. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We want to know your concerns. We want to know how do you feel about this documentary and do these women have the right and should they pursue a federal lawsuit against Hulu? Uh, because, again, what we did 20, 30 years ago may or may not be a reflection of who we are today. And, again, the Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We were also talking about Cardinal Stritch. As Telly and I reported, the university will be shutting its doors permanently as of May 22nd. So they announced on April 10th last week that it will close after the academic year ends in May. And Telly, you called it. I mean, the ink ain't even dry yet, Telly. 
And we've got developers already talking about what they're going to do with that space. It includes building condos. Yeah. That's some great land out there. 40 acres, 40, 45 acres of yeah. land, Denise. Like, just can't let that go to waste. And and it's a perfect opportunity. It's right on the North Shore. I mean, it's a beautiful campus. And maybe it's just a time where they could be remodeled, rebuilt, and hopefully reopened. I get that. But, you know, for many, including myself, who is an alumni, there's some sentimental values to this. And yeah, so anytime... Yeah. Can you imagine graduating from East Illinois University and then you go back and you pour into these students and then five years later, they're like, we're shutting down. And then three years later, it turns to a shopping mall. Right. Or, no, uh, really? You know, it's it's hard. It, it hurts. Remember, I told you that my high school closed three years after uh, I graduated, so I get it. Like, I don't have a high school I can go back to and give the commencement speech or talk to or pour in the, you know, kids that grew up in the same area I did. There's still a high school there in East St. Louis. It's just not the one I attended. So I get it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's an attachment. Yeah. It's it's a bond that you have. You know what Cardinal Stritch did for you in developing you to who you've become. And it, it is a special connection. So I, I get it. I get it. And that's why I'm hoping and, and being more optimistic that there's a better end to this story than the one that I experienced with my high school. Yeah, this is true. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, to your point, because I'm sure Cardinal Stritch closing, there will continue to be uh, many more developments. And we'll just stay tuned. I It's hard for me to even discuss it, Telly, because, again, Cardinal Stritch University does not need to be one of those institutions of higher learning that is shutting down. I, well, let me not say need, because obviously it does need, but it, it just hurts. Because it was, it was a school that supported and provided opportunities for traditionally marginalized groups that may not have had an opportunity or been eligible to be accepted by a Marquette or um, by a UW Madison. So yeah, yeah. And in I, other news, yes, yes, go please. Ahead, I'm sorry. Yes. No, I mean just to close that out. Uh, I think probably the sting is more of if the university would have let the forty thousand plus alumni. No, maybe some benefits, some some things, some donations could have helped save it. I know there's only so much you can do when enrollment is down, but there you almost feel like, OK, if if we would have known, maybe there's something we could have done to save it as opposed to just one day hearing about my alma mater closing, but yes, I said, that's all I wanted to say, but yes, let's, let's please move on. I don't want you to be down. We had enough this Monday morning. Let's keep the news going. <laughs> yes. Well, not to further <laughs> bring bad news. This is more of an awareness, but fortunately there is good news to this story. The fact that this young brother, this young King is alive. Um, this is a very difficult story to report um, but around 10 30 p.m in kansas city missouri on thursday night 
a young black male, age 16, by the name of Ralph Yarl, was scheduled to pick up his siblings and mistakenly went to the wrong house. And when he rung the doorbell, he was met at the door with gunshots. He was rushed to the hospital and he was shot in the head and then again shot in the chest, I believe. I know there were multiple gunshots and he is in the hospital. The doctors had said that he should recover physically, but we know that this young brother will not recover from the post-traumatic stress disorder and other physical and psychological impacts. Now, the person that shot this young brother, according to Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves, as well as the Clay County Prosecutor's Office, which is where this took place, is prepared to take over the case as police officers collect evidence because this individual that shot this young king was taken into custody and was released after 24 hours. And the shooting was officially listed as a case of mistaken identity. Attorney Ben Crump has now been retained to represent the family of this young brother. And he has said there is no justification of why this young brother was shot simply by ringing the wrong doorbell. Truth Nation, the talk and text line is 212, excuse me, 833-212-1017. There are already mixed feelings about this horrific incident. Many are saying you cannot shoot someone for ringing your doorbell. Others are saying potential trespassing. What are your thoughts, Truth Nation? Again, the Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. I know, Telly, for me, I've wrong growing up as a teenager. That has happened to me once or twice where I rung the wrong doorbell and I'm still here and I'm still living. I didn't get shot. Yeah, it it is. It never ceased to amaze me when we hear about these stories or report on these stories because there are just no justification. And we all know if this was a white 16-year-old kid that accidentally rung the wrong doorbell. It would, oh, let's, let's help you out. Let's find who you're looking for. It's not, okay, I rung your doorbell, and I'm standing there with a gun. I'm standing there ready to fight. I'm standing there ready to rob you. Last time I checked, robbers don't ring your doorbell first. So... There you go. So that's I'm, a great I'm, point. I'm assuming that I'm going to assume that when the doorbell was rang, he done so in a very nonviolent way. If he was just trying to pick up his siblings, 
And I'm sure he would have asked or said, hey, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I was looking for my brother or I was looking for my sister. And the response is a gunshot. Like that is that is insane. And you talk about today's the post-traumatic recovery and. Not to say, I mean, because everybody reacts differently. Everybody's situation is differently is different, and um, it certainly will impact his thoughts moving forward. Uh, even to a point where he might check fifteen times the right address before he rings a doorbell. For now on out, I mean, because growing up in East St. Louis, I saw some stuff. I experienced some stuff. Heck. Me and my friends were shot at after basketball practice one time. It really happened. And you learn from that, and it does kind of change how you think, but it makes you more aware of different things. And it's just unfortunate that that's the lesson that he will have to learn based off of just ringing the wrong doorbell. But And, and this, is, this is beyond just ringing the doorbell because – as a 16-year-old young black man, I'm sure, I'm confident that he's, he's already experienced a number of aggressions that are specific to his racial identity and his gender. And in addition to fearing, you know, ringing the wrong doorbell, he's going to fear that anytime he walks into any room outside of his home, that he is a threat or he will be perceived as a threat and could lose his life. Like he may not ever feel comfortable leaving his home. Yeah. And he's 16. And this is the prime time of his life where he should be socializing and be, and, and just enjoy being a teenager. And this is another example. And what I find even more interesting is that the homeowner who shot at this young king, has not been identified. No, he no, he didn't now, shoot you at him. He shot him. And but he, he shot him. Yes. Yes. He shot him. He has not been identified. That's crazy. He ain't shoot now, at if him. The, he shot if the him. tables were turned. Jeez. If the tables crazy. were turned. We know, Denise. We know. His picture would be plastered <laughs> everywhere. We know. Make sure you hit us up on and the not only, Oops, I'm sorry, Denise. Go ahead. No, 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 I just have to make this final point. Not mm-hmm. only would his would the person's picture be plastered everywhere, he would still be in jail. Whereas no this homeowner doubt. Yes, is mm-hmm. now a free person. No doubt. Make sure you hit us up on the talking text line, 833-212-1017. Mr. Lee says, What about those people that have to come to your door in a delivery? What's up with that? Do we need no more deliveries, no more mailman to be concerned with, I mean, in general, what is up with this? That's right, Mr. Lee. I mean, if it's going to be across the board, it just can't be when a 16-year-old black kid rings your doorbell. But we'll have more on the other side of the break. But before we get to break, make sure you tune into the Tory Lowe Show this Thursday at 2 p.m. as he will be joined by Dr. Umar Johnson for an interview. Tory and Dr. Umar will discuss the importance of transforming education for black children and his upcoming 
homecoming forum on education in Racine on Saturday, April 22nd. Again, that is Dr. Umar Johnson this Thursday at 2 p.m. on the Tory Low Shore. More Truth Be Told with DT and Telly after the break. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. If you're hungry, sun kids by the sun rays in the morning. Dollars on my mind, yeah, paper important. I turn to the face, so ever all gorgeous and breathe. Northside was these been focused on working on me. Yeah, that's just the least. Women and children been dying, man. Women Welcome back to Truth Be Told. Tune into Truth with Sherwin Hughes tomorrow as he will be joined by former MPS superintendent and education pioneer Dr. Howard Fuller at 10 a.m. They will reflect on Dr. Fuller's legacy and the state of education in Milwaukee again. That's former MPS superintendent Dr. Howard Fuller tomorrow at 10 a.m. on The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. We are back. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. But we were, before the break, we were discussing the terrible, terrible incident that happened over the weekend where a young black teenager by the name of Ralph Ural out of Kansas City, Missouri, was shot in the head after ringing the wrong doorbell just by simply trying to pick up his siblings. He will recover, fortunately, thank goodness. And more as more to come from truth be told as the story reveals, because the individual, the homeowner that shot this young brother in the head, um, his identity, their identification has not been released. And after a 24 hour hold, this individual has been released. Wow. Wow. Now, I want to bring up something that came up over the weekend as well. A truth nation, I want to get your thoughts because as we continue to discuss wins, losses, opportunities, challenges, and primarily just areas of focus that are impacting the black community. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, very well-known actor, movie star, was in an interview and basically says that he does not subscribe to the term African-American and that he is not a fan of Black History Month. So I know we're going to we're going to take a break in about three or four minutes. We're going to pull up the audio on this interview. But basically, Morgan Freeman says that, quote, Black History Month is an insult. You're going to relegate my history to a month. End quote. And again, this is what he said during an interview (laughs) with The Sunday Times that was published this most recent Saturday, Morgan Freeman goes on to say, and I quote, also, African-American is an insult. I do not subscribe to that title. Black people have had different titles all the way back to the N-word. And I do not know how these things get such a grip, but everyone uses African-American. What does it really mean? Most black people in this part of the world are mongrels. And you say Africa as if it's a country when it's a continent like Europe. Truth Nation. 
The talk and text wow. line is 833-212-1017. <laughs> <laughs> Telly. Just a, just a couple of comments on that. Number one, <laughs> number one, let's go back to regulating our history to a month, which is also the shortest month of the year, by the way, in, in the year. Mm-hmm. But let's look at the history. It started off as a week. It was called Negro History Week. And then it turned into a month. So... Let's just look at where the origin is and where it has come. That that's what I have to say about that, uh, because there's a, 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 a the founder of Negro Week, um, Carter G. Uh, uh, um, Woodson. Woodson. Yes, Carter yes. G. Woodson, who is a member of Omega Sci Fi, by the way, uh, came up with Negro Week, and then it turned into Black History Month. Now, I am fully on board with Morgan Freeman about the African-American moniker, I guess you could say, because you don't go around saying European-Americans when you refer to Caucasian people. But a lot of of interesting takes on, on this situation as well as the situation, unfortunately, what Denise reported about this young man, 16 years old, getting shot ringing the wrong doorbell, looking to pick up his siblings. Let's hit the truth talk and text line. Oliver, you are on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. What's up? Hello, Oliver. Okay, yeah, man, let's go to our next caller. Jay, you are on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. What's your thought or comment? Hey. How you doing there? Uh, how you doing there, Mr. Telly and uh, Miss DT? How you doing, Jay? Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Amazing. Yeah. Well, I was, I was okay. I hope you're gonna be okay. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about that one incident in Detroit a long time ago where the lady she had car trouble when she knocked on somebody's door, and the guy opened the door and just shot her. I mean, he didn't say what did you want, just boom, boom, just shot her. And that was a young girl. I remember that. She ended up dying. And, you know, it was a whole lot of stuff involving that. You know, we know the guy was white who shot her, but there was really nothing done to him. And that's like, I'm like, why is every time when, you know, it comes to certain situations, they never show, they never show, you can, you can guess who, who did the shoe, you know, who did the uh, situation. But see, when it comes to us, they are, oh, we, first one, they throw us up on the screen and they want to, you know, examine all we did and what we didn't do. And it, it's just crazy, though. It's it's crazy. And then as far as the Afro-American thing you were saying, I don't know. We the only, you know, besides us, you know, you got, um, you know, um, Native Americans, you got Hispanic Americans. How come we the, why, how come that European Americans don't have that in front of their name? Like you said, it's always hyping with Afro-Americans and, and you know, Native Americans. I don't understand it. I'm still wondering about that myself. Crazy. Well, you know, Jay, thank you so much for thank you so much for calling. I completely can relate to your statement. And let me just provide my point of view in terms of how these popular and pervasive stereotypes of black Americans in this country gives people like the person who shot 
this young black teenager last Thursday. And as you mentioned, the lady that was shot in Detroit, these negative racial stereotypes impact the attitudes of how certain individuals that do not identify as black as lives. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm not viewing black people as human beings. I'm viewing them based on the images that I've seen and my regard for black people is not human. Realize this, and many of you know that when the Declaration of Independence, which says we hold these truths that all men are created equal, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, please understand that when blacks were, were human trafficked from Africa, black people were identified as subhuman. All right, we've got Oliver back on the phone. Oliver, good morning. You were on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. What's your question or comment? Okay, um, uh, basically just a comment. Um, I saw that interview with Morgan Freeman. Uh, I think it's all based on just individual preference of a person that probably just want to be identified or who they want to be identified. Me personally, um, I'm, you know, African of descent. So for me, I'm just African-American. Uh, I don't like to be placing labels and stuff that just, it's just who I am as a person. Most people, they, you know, you got black Americans and stuff like that. So uh, I think it's more just, you know, I'm just American, but I'm still black. But anyway, um, that's just how I feel about it. Um, far as the incident with the uh, with the young brother, and that you know he got shot because he was looking, for, you know, trying to pick up his siblings. Um, that can happen, unfortunately. I think, like you think about it, like with some of the addresses you got, let's say one two three Baker Street, right? Then you got one two three Baker Road Avenue Boulevard. So it could be a mistake on, you know, far as like, you know, uh, you know, the address and stuff like that. But just to shoot a person without, you know, even if you didn't just shoot them, you could at least crack your, you know, crack your door, see who it is, where you want, and, you know, okay, cool. But just to shoot the person, that was just ridiculous. Also, uh, they may not release that person's name, but you can still find out. I mean, with the with today's technology, with the Internet, you can literally find out anything about anybody, regardless if they don't put the put it on there. All they got to do is look up the day, the time this incident happened, where in that block happened, then they can pinpoint uh, it. I mean, uh, Oliver, it Oliver, Oliver, let me slow you down, because why do we have to go through all that? But when we commit a crime, our face is just blasted all over the media. So you're talking about doing all this different research or extra research. Why do we have to do that is the point. It's not. Right. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, you can respond. We're just saying that you're talking about, oh, we could go and look up the time, look up the police report and all this. Who has time and energy to do all of that when when it's flipped? The only thing you got to do is just turn on the channel. And you could turn on multiple channels, and you're plastered everywhere. Yeah, that's true. But if it's one of your family members that was unjustified, unjustifiably, uh, you know, a victim, 
or something like that. There are people out there that will seek their own vengeance. There are people out there that will seek their own resources. Well, we are definitely not. Like hold that, on, so. let me stop you there too. We're not. We're not promoting that anyone get up and, and no, take no, justice no. into their what own saying. hands. No, no, no. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But what I'm saying is this, and that's the thing I think with black people that we have a problem with is just we're too doggone docile sometimes with it. That's like with the incident with that girl that shot that dude in his own apartment. And then the family members talking about, you know, the forgiveness and stuff like that. There are people out there that don't care. If you kill one of mine, we're going to kill one of yours. Now, I'm not saying that's the right thing, but there are people out there that do their own due diligence and they will find out who this person was, and they probably will seek their own brand of justice. Yeah. Well, we thank you so much for your call, Oliver. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your input. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. More to come regarding Morgan Freeman's comments about Black History Month does not need to be relegated in one month, as well as other hot topics going on in our community. Again, this is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be back. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? No, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month Jewish. is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Until... Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You're black. That was the audio of an interview that took place between Mike Wallace and movie actor Morgan Freeman on 60 Minutes. And Morgan Freeman has used several media platforms to express his views on Black History Month as well as being identified as African-American. Our more on the Truth and Talks text line, which is 833-212-1017 says, Morgan Freeman is a clown. Ethnicity. Race and national origin are not the same. No one comes for other ethnic groups who proudly use their name and identity, whether they are uh, Cajun, U.S. Creole, Hispanic, Latino, Acadians. My ethnicity is African-American. We are not the same as these other American groups. We have our own country. We are also American. I am American the same way black people in Colombia are, there are two black ethnic enclaves around the San Andres Islands and those in the main Palenques. I don't know why people are tone deaf to knowing that. Many countries have multiple ethnic groups in them and can be native to the same country. Thank you so much for the comment and thank you for listening. Again, this is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 FM, The Truth. Telly, 
you were saying before we took break, uh, you were sharing your thoughts. What do you, what do you think about Morgan Freeman <laughs> and his statement? Like I said, the whole, uh, like hearing more of the context of how it was put, uh, you could totally see why it's a debate or why it may be an issue for certain people. Because like Morgan Freeman said, black history is American history. And why isn't it something that is taught year round and not regulated to just one month? Because all other ethnicities, history is taught year round. And you heard Mike Wallace who said, I'm Jewish. And Morgan asked him, do you want a month? He said, no, I'm not interested in a month. And I know this may be off on a, on a, I'm going to make a left here real quick because it kind of reminds me of getting stuff that you don't want. Like when the whole George Floyd murder situation was going on and as black people were asking for police reform, what does the government do? They give us Juneteenth and say, here you go. We're not going to give you any federal laws, but we'll give you this federal holiday that, let me see, no one was really talking about trying to make a federal holiday. Well, I thought we had more important issues to deal with not giving us a holiday. So I, I just I say that to say, as opposed to trying to extend American black history all year long, you have people like Governor Ron DeSantis that's trying to eliminate your history, eliminate critical race theory because it paints a bad portrait on white people, to be completely honest, because they may not be, you know, go ahead, Denise. I I struggle with this particular interview. And for the record, truth be told, I love me some Morgan Freeman because in oratory, you know, his voice, he does a lot of voiceovers. He has a very signature voice and he has been an incredible actor throughout his career. I do feel as though he his comment regarding, you know, how do we get rid of this? He said, well, you stop calling me a, a black man. And I'll stop calling you a white man and you just know me as Morgan Freeman and I'll know you as Mike Wallace. I think that was coming from a place of privilege. Uh, Morgan Freeman, whether he wants to uh, acknowledge that society sees Morgan Freeman the same way they see a lot of uh, what they call safe black actors. Denzel, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Morgan Freeman, Will Smith. Kevin Hart. Oh, those are the safe ones. I told you that story when I was on a flight. And, you know, it, it was that was he's one of the good ones referring to Denzel Washington. We got to take a break. It is eight. Truth be told, talking text line is 833-212-1017. When we come back from break, we're going to close out this discussion and give you some highlights of other topics that we're going to be discussing this week on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
April is Financial Literacy Month. And the truth has you covered are learning about how you can beat, excuse me, how you can best, this is Monday, y'all, you can best manage your finances every Wednesday in April at 8 a.m. Truth Be Told will be joined by a representative from Educators Credit Union to discuss financial strategies to help you best manage your finances. That is every Wednesday this month on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly at 8 a.m. Before the break, we were talking about Morgan Freeman and his comments regarding how he does not believe in Black History Month, doesn't need to have a Black History Month, also doesn't need to constantly talk about his identity, in particular being identified as African-American. There is so much that is happening right now in the country regarding our community. And as we wrap up, I'm going to give a preview of what we're going to be talking about this week. So, Telly, are you ready for this? Always ready. Your boy, (laughs) your buddy, Ron DeSantis, is about to, well, he proposed two bills that will make it illegal for individuals to get within 20 feet of a police officer or medical personnel to film. We're going to be talking more about that. Wow. Also, Montana becomes the first state to completely ban TikTok on all personal devices. And finally, we'll talk about tomorrow. An Oregon man throws $200,000 in cash onto the freeway after draining his family savings account. There's a lot of interesting things around the nation. We're going to talk about things going on in Milwaukee. We made it. Everybody have a great, great week. Make it a great week. We'll see y'all tomorrow, same time, same channel. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 101.7 The Truth. Sherwin Hughes coming up next.